Welcome to Double Truck Stories, the home to some of the best features, investigations, and character portraits from across ESPN. I'm Mike Philbrick, your host for the Double Truck Stories podcast. The Super Bowl is once again upon us as the New England Patriots take on the Philadelphia Eagles in a rematch of Super Bowl 39. There will be plenty of pageantry, plenty or too much of Justin Timberlake, and more predictions and breakdowns than you can handle. Also, should you be lucky enough to attend Super Bowl 52, the concession stands and its Minnesota themes will be battling for their moment as well. But at the same time, there'll be something going on almost as important playing out across the nation. We're talking about the millions of mini Super Bowls from the Atlantic to the Pacific, where the players fighting for supremacy will have names like nachos, chips and dip, wings, pigs in a blanket, guacamole, but under no circumstances, brie. What are the true Super Bowl party go-to foods? What are the ones to avoid? And more importantly, what are the etiquette rules at a party of such magnitude? Worry no more, we have the answers, or we'll at least pretend that we do. Joining me now is ESPN senior editor Dave Wilson, who has taken on the topic of sports and food from the Waffle Houses of Georgia to the concession stands of America. Dave Wilson, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) Bring the energy. Okay, before we get into the paradise of our own Super Bowl parties, what could you tell us of anything of your vast connections here? What will they be serving in Minneapolis? Well, the uh, in recent years, the Super Bowl has become an event for these concessions offerings of the stadiums as well. So, like last year in Houston, <clears throat> Aramark rolled out like fifty Texas themed items that they didn't serve during the season that they served during the Super Bowl this year. Uh, they have what they say they're showcasing the distinctive t- tastes of the bold north <laughs> in Minnesota. Please. Elaborate. So uh, they've got items like a walleye chowder. Okay. What is that? Uh, that's a fish. A walleye. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's a Midwest fish. So they have a uh, a wild rice bratwurst with lingonberry chutney. Okay. That's a little, little ode to the uh, Scandinavian roots. All right. Um, they've got things like a uh, blue moon bacon cheese curds, I'll or you can get a ca- jalapeno cheese curd bucket. Yeah. If you're getting a cheese curd, I mean, anything less than a bucket, you're just dabbling. Yeah. So, um, and one of my favorite things since I'm such a highbrow foodie mm-hmm. is that they, uh, they celebrate the, uh, Minnesota state fair, the country's largest such fair. Oh, okay. With a, uh with its own little state fair classic stand where they have things like uh, smoked turkey legs and pork chops on a stick. Food on a stick is underrated. Absolutely. So what is your, now some people like if had the saints made it in some Super Bowl parties would have jambalaya. Like what is your stance on city themed food? Like, and, and what would you do for a city themed food for the Super Bowl? Well, uh, you know, I'm in favor of it. I think it's, uh, you don't want, you don't want to be the guy that just has the same old, same old at your party. But uh, in this issue of the magazine, the, in the uh, State of the Black Athlete issue, um, we have an, a recipe that they actually serve at U.S. Bank Stadium in, in Minneapolis all year round. They will not have it for the Super Bowl because, uh, as you'll see, it's they call it a brunch item. <laughs> and since it's a night game, they won't have it. But it's called the Purple Grip. It's, uh, it's the ideal thing for a Minnesota theme party. Wait, the Purple what? Grip. Grip. Yeah. Like grip, like with your hand. Yes. So it is. That sounds aggressive. It is. So they, they actually say that they like it because they say it's like carrying a football around. Okay. 
<clears throat> so it's a uh, it's a purple pancake, buttermilk pancake. It's purple, um, and it's filled with sausage, bacon gravy, tater tots, and uh, scallions. So it's got a little color in there, right? With the green. That is fantastic. So the uh, and the and the interesting thing is the purple in the pancake is is uh, it's not artificial coloring. They make it with something called ube, which is the powder of a Filipino sweet potato that's purple. That's apparently all the rage these days in the food circles. <laughs> Okay, that's fantastic. Now, not like you know. Sometimes you watch like you watch a food show and like oh, like piece of cake. Just like do this, and you know Martha Stewart's like just add this cheese that you can only get in this one market in Sri Lanka or whatever the case right. may be. Could you, based with your culinary skills, could you make this yourself? Yes, you could make this yourself. It's a, um, it is a you know step by step process because you have to make the, the bacon gravy. Which is a key ingredient. So which you, is have a labor make, of love. you have to make a real gravy with okay. the bacon pieces. But other than that, it's a pancake with a sausage link in it. It's pretty good. And tater tots. Now, what what would you bring to the table from a New England perspective for Super Bowl food? Anything? I think you're asking the wrong guy because um, as a Texan living in Connecticut, I find the food to be less than desirable. I was trying to set you up for you to really rip New England food. <laughs> So uh, uh, the thing, what I can gather from New England is people seem to like uh, pizza and hot dogs and seltzer. <laughs> yeah, that's all we eat. It's funny that you should mention that. No New England clam chowder or lobster roll, well, whatever. That's whatever. More, what? No, you are. Yeah, that's more your thing. That seems to be a summertime thing, and I don't know anything about it. Okay, so what? So what is the? Uh, okay, what would you, what would you bring to the table if the Texans and or Dallas Cowboys somehow managed to? <laughs> buck the entire odds of the universe and find themselves in the Super Bowl completely by accident. Well, there's obviously the beef is a key ingredient for either of those teams. So brisket is always the go-to. Um, and uh, like a like a nice brisket nachos would be a killer Super Bowl okay. item for a Texas-themed thing. But the key also is the dip. Um, and, you know, the Rotel dip, the old standard Velveeta can of Rotel is unbeatable. It's undefeated. What is that dip then? It's, it's just Rotel dip. It's a, it's Velveeta and a can of Rotel. What is, okay, you're Rotel missing. is, Rotel is For those is who like, don't live there, what is Rotel? Rotel is like, kind of like pico de gallo. It's like tom- tomatoes and jalapenos and onions. It's incredible. And you get that like in a can? Yeah. Or you like- just mix those two things together and it's the, the best dip ever created. How come that's, is that just a Texas secret? I don't think so. I saw a story recently about uh, Rich Rodriguez's wife always served this at. I know, always served this at uh, after after games, and they okay. call it like Miss Rita's famous dip, and it was just Rotel dip. Okay, you have not found that any Rotel in the greater states of New England. Yeah, yeah, we find it. How come? All right, I don't know. I don't know why I've never heard the word Rotel before today. So, what are your what would you say are if someone was playing a Super Bowl party? What are the main? What are the go-to foods? Well, I mean, obviously, besides the chi- Rotel, obviously the chicken wing is the star. Um, according to the USDA, since the first Super Bowl, there's been a 176 percent increase in chicken wing consumption. Fake news. Uh, yeah, it's from the government, so it's okay. It's gone from 32.6 pounds of chicken per capita in 1967 to 90 pounds today. So 
it's quite a, a, a lot of people say that the obviously the correlation of Buffalo inventing the Buffalo wing in 1964, the first Super Bowl in 1967, today is what led this whole charge. <laughs> it's a very historical lesson. So. <laughs> Is that it? Is it the buffalo wing, or do you go like what? What? what what's your go-to wing? The buffalo wing. The buffalo. I think you wing. have to. Really? Yeah. Here's my, and then that kind of bleeds into the etiquette part. Like, how do you? Maybe I'm just a mess, but how do you eat that at a party? Yeah, it does. You do feel a little bit like a caveman when you eat a buffalo wing in front of other people. Like I go for like, man, I would love that buffalo wing, but I'm going to have that chip with that dip and I'm going to fill up on that. Like I've seen sometimes they have them in the cafeteria here at lunch and I could never imagine eating it at work. <laughs> but I think in a place where you're by yourself in a closet, maybe <laughs> no, this a Super Bowl party gives you the cover to eat a Buffalo wing in front of other people. Okay. So like normal etiquette and like pursuit of nutrition basically goes out the window. Yeah. I mean, people are wearing other people's jerseys and, <laughs> Yelling like idiots at the TV. I mean, it's like, it's a whole different world. So where would you go? How do you feel about Super Bowl party desserts? A plus or is it overkill? I think it's risky. I mean, I think you, you know, this is a, this is an opportunity to really load up on what matters. So you're going, yeah, which is what you're saying, meat. Yeah, you're talking meat. Meat, dips. Dips. And chips. Yeah. Like the North Beach diet. Pizza. Pizza's huge. Pizza at a Super Bowl party? Pizza's like, I think pizza at a Super Bowl party is the white flag of foods. Like you're like, I quit. I'm not going to the frozen food section or I'm not ordering a tray from somewhere. I'm getting something that America gets on Friday because parents are too lazy to cook. Well, I understand, but it, but it is the number one food at Super Bowl parties. I would leave a Super Bowl party with pizza. Domino's said uh, sales increase 80% on Super Bowl Sunday over other days. Make America lazy again. That's what that's that's what that. How do you, I don't know how you can do that? How do so your go to food is wing. What food would give you? What would you see at a party that would give you pause? Um, boy, that's a good question. Probably a probably sushi, something okay. like that. Sitting okay. out all day, I room like temperature. It. Smart. Any sort of uh, anything that would ever be featured in Bon Appetit magazine, probably. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to. Definitely don't want to give off the wrong vibe at your right. Super Bowl party. The only French that can bring to the table is maybe the dressing and the fries, <laughs> right? French. And to drink Peru. That's right. <laughs> okay, so moving on to the etiquette at the party. Besides just some of the foods, we can go back to that maybe. But the etiquette at the party. What are the what, what would you consider the expectations? Like if you were the host, like what would you bring to the, t- like what do you think is like the must, like the checklist of what you need to kind of bring to the table? Well, it's the TV, right? That's the big thing. Okay. You got to, you've got to have the, the screen and the sound. If you're going to host, mm-hmm. you know, that's the key. Um, But I think you got to have a variety. Like, I think you got to pace things. I think you can't have a big spread out and just have it sit out for hours. Okay. Because this thing, you know, it can be, it's like twice as long as a regular game by the time I'm all said and done. So it's like it's like in the, it's like old school eighties making a mixtape. That's right. Where there's like a flow. Yeah, you need to have a a denouement. <laughs> you you just ruined it by saying that. So okay, you got the TV, you've got the flow of the food, and if I call you, and you're like Philbrick, 
we're good. Don't bring anything. Or do you say, or are you like, you know what? Now that I think about it, you can bring like cups and ice. Or do you do you do that? Or do you say I got it covered? Yeah, you got. Well, you can say you got it covered, but people have to bring something anyway. That's that the gesture? next question. Yeah. If you are a Super Bowl party guest, you walk in the door with what? Um, well, probably some sort of alcoholic beverage. Okay. Um, I don't know something interesting, some food that they might not have thought of. Maybe you don't want to like crowd the table, but sure. if you have some specialty of your own, you don't want to show off though either. Well, now, it, do what you bring, do you think that corresponds, is it, you need a proportional response to, let's say I'm walking into a party of Philadelphia Eagles fans and I'm wearing a Tom Brady jersey. Do I have to bring more? Probably, yes. Yeah? Especially if you're wearing a Tom Brady jersey among Philadelphia Eagles fans. And do I actually... Do I actually do something that's stupid? No. Actually, no? I would not do that. No. Okay. Would you avoid that party? Yeah. Okay. Now, you're yes. at the party. You're the guest now. Okay. What is what is the – now, we talked about – you said earlier about the etiquette of – like, you load up. Like, you're leaving nutrition and smart decisions. Those were checked at the door. Right. Okay. So, what is the other etiquette at the party? Like, what is your behavior? Forget about diet. How about behavior? Yeah, you can't be the guy standing in front of the TV, um, you know, clapping, being obnoxious. You got to you know, make sure that people can see the sight lines are good. Um, you know, and this pacing yourself is the same, especially for for the alcohol. <clears throat> you don't want to be that guy either. No. And the, uh, <laughs> you know, the, by the way, while we're talking about that, there's one, as many stories as I've read about consumption on Super Bowl weekend, they always throw around this one number. Uh, say 325 million gallons of beer are consumed by Americans on Super Bowl Sunday. That's a lot. Um, but according to Money Magazine and some other folks that have done this out, Men's, men's Fitness, uh, that would be the equivalent of 1.3 gallons of beer for every adult in America, which is uh, 14 12-ounce bottles on one Sunday. So I, I think that's a little dubious, perhaps. Perhaps incorrect. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> Is that sort of like the same people who say, hey, uh, Minnesota is going to get $80 billion in additional revenue by hosting the Super Bowl? Yeah, like probably, whatever the, just make something up. It's probably a little bit like that, a little chamber of commerce <laughs> to bring it on home. So and is the, uh, the go-to drink, does it have to be beer? Or can you – do you mix it up? Like, for example, my thought is the – like if you're going to have a – for example, if you're going to dare to bring a fruit salad, it better not actually be like you better call it Super Bowl fruit salad, and that should probably be sangria. It should right. be a bunch of fruit being soaked by wine. Well, if you're going to have a Patriots themed party, you need a lot of seltzer. Why would that be? That seems to be the because thing. of the New England thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. If we're All keeping right. it local. I, I was trying to bring it out. I thought there was going to be some joke about like the bubbles deflating no. or something along a I sheet. I'm not above much, but I think I'm above deflating jokes. I don't think so. I think you're. I don't <laughs> think you're above any kind of jokes like that. So what? What are? The, so what are the? Those are some of the rules. But what are like? What are like the unwritten rules for being a guest or a host? Um, well, for a guest, the trick also too is the exit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you have to figure out one. What's the? You know, what's appropriate, or when, or how, or you know. So it's tricky. You don't want to just like leave it 
leave everybody hanging. Do you think it is harder to be the guest or a host of a Super Bowl that, for whatever reason, you no longer want to watch? Probably the host. Yeah? Yeah, because you just want these people out of your house. The other people can up and go whenever they want. I would disagree because I think as the host, you have free reign over the house. You could say, I'll be right back. And then you can just go somewhere else <laughs> and just be anonymous. But as, let's be honest, as a guest, and that's like you're related to them, like as the guest, like you are confined to the family room and maybe the kitchen or maybe like going to the bathroom to just look at Facebook. But if you're in there too long, then you're going to raise some red flags amongst the, the crowd, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I, I still think the opportunity to say, oh, you know, you know what? I got to go raises as a much bigger opportunity than the people who have to not only wait out everyone to leave, but then have to deal with all the aftermath and clean everything up. Agreed. The cleanup is tough. What about getting like you see on like bad rom-coms or sitcoms? What if like you go to one party and I go to another party and should it be like we team up, like we do like a buddy system of emergency texts? Yeah. You have to have that. So I could be like, oh my God, Dave's trapped in a a well. I need to go help him. That's right. And so that's my out of a terrible suit, of a terrible. Sure. You have to have a plan in place. Do you have a plan in place? I don't. (laughs) I don't see myself going to a Patriot Super Bowl party. You don't get get invited to those or want or or care to be? Certainly not Eagles, Patriots. Would you go, would you go to. Would you do what my daughter does? Would you go to a Super Bowl party like that? And she has a T-shirt she wears that says, I'm just here for the snacks. I mean, I think that's a given. I think people would know that when I walked in. That's a declare. That's a sort of a declarative. That's right the day. understood part. Okay. So you're just here for the food. What's so that? you'd be willing to take that seat where like the, you really like with the, almost your back to the television. Yeah. I'd be willing. <laughs> now, would you eat pizza? Would you eat pizza at a Super Bowl party? Well, like I said, if you're talking Connecticut, that's like a- Okay, stop. No. Stop with the New England. No. I've never had it's pizza. It's about the pizza, right? I've never had pizza at a Super Bowl party. I have lived in Massachusetts, Connecticut, and New Jersey. Okay. Domino's is not is telling you things about the untruth. I think I don't think Domino's would lie to me. Yeah. But <laughs> I will tell you that it does depend on the pizza. I'm not just going to eat any pizza. If it's like a, if someone went to the point of getting some ridiculous pizza, then yeah, it all, it's, you judge it okay. and you judge it in relation to everything else. That uh, okay. That changes a little bit. I have a pizza grill at my house. Like one of the, like pizza things like outdoor. Yeah. I might eat, I would eat that pizza. Right. So I'm talking about, but I'm talking about the people who are like, uh, I quit. We have pizza coming. Right. Yeah. No, you need the spread, you need the tablecloth, you need the cool. You need to go to Party City and get the plates that have the Super Bowl logo on them. Yeah, you got to have the clip art football. Absolutely. You need a balloon. Yeah, maybe a balloon. Exactly right. Get suckered into that while you're waiting in line. So here's something else that sort of fascinates me that I need your opinion on, that as a Patriots fan, and I can be hated for that as much as I deserve, which is probably a lot, mm-hmm. in the... An etiquette rule that has probably come up in the 21st century is how fans encapsulate said party. And by that, I mean, it seems that there is a trend 
to take a GoPro or some sort of camera, put it on top of your television set. So you're watching the game, but what the camera is getting is you and your buddies watching the game. Right. Now, let's just take the Super Bowl a couple years ago, for example, Patriots versus Seahawks. Not like last year where it was a comeback, but let's take the Super Bowl Seahawks-Patriots where that was no-brainer. Seahawks are a couple feet away from winning to interception. No, you're not. Now, as a Seahawks fan, if that was me, I would take that GoPro and I would smash it with a hammer. Right. But if you go onto YouTube and you search for a Seahawks fan Super Bowl reaction, you will see these people that clearly took that footage and said, you know what? This is the dashing of my hopes and dreams. And uh, I look pretty foolish because behind me I have a room that has like $250 of fatheads of the, representing different Seahawks on my walls. I have a ton of food. I've painted my face maybe. I'm wearing a jersey that costs a couple hundred dollars because it's legit, like you can tell. Uh, and the Patriots just won the Super Bowl and ripped my heart out. I should immediately put this on the internet publicly for everyone to see. Right. I think it's just a, it's just become more common that, or there's two things at play here. One, there's the people who will post it to embarrass their dad or their brother or their uncle. Yeah, that's, no, that's different. Like, like if I'm with you and let's just say Texas A&M is in the college football playoff Mm -hmm. and they lose tragically and horrifically at the end. And I'm at your house. I'm going to whip out my phone if I notice or have a feeling that you're going to smash your TV with a bat or something like a bunch of people did after the end of the Georgia-Alabama game. I'm going to do that to be like, oh, look at how ridiculous Dave is. Pretty funny they lost. But what I'm talking about is imagine if you had a camera there and it was your camera and your footage and you're like, you know what? I should let America and the world know this is who I am. Bang. Put that up. That's my question. I think that it's a, I think that's just very common. If you look at any, any, uh, Instagram or anything, people just like, there's a much bigger, uh, world out there for people to like misery loves company, right? People put it out there and just let everyone know, um, how, how miserable they are, how, what a disaster this was. And they, um, they don't mind it. There's much more of a, you know, people, it's like you'd rather them laugh with you than at you, I guess. Or just as long as you're laughing, period, as long as I'm in your thoughts and right. in your mind. At that point, I would rather someone put it out there than internalize all that and go nuts and like, and actually tear up their house. Like, I mean, we've seen, everybody's seen the video of the Georgia fan destroying a door that apparently looks like it's made of balsa wood. But, uh, you know. I don't want that dude actually feeling that way in real life and not for the camera. I get that. But my thing is, if you look on social media, like Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, people will put out there, like, the memoir, what I let you know about myself. Like, oh, man. Yes. Like, ugh, there's such a long line at the uh, at the car car wash that only, you know, will wash cars worth $100,000 or more. What right. a drag. You know? Not realize like they're in the car and like maybe their spouse left them and they just got fired. Sure, but my point is like this is like this is like this is me, but like the front row seat for my dumbest thing I've ever done. I think sports fans understand that ninety nine percent of being a sports fan is terrible. 
and it's rare, okay, as you know, maybe it's not for a Patriots fan. No, it isn't. <laughs> but it is rare that everything getting, works out just like it's supposed to. Do you know you can get drunk on seltzer if you have enough? Have you tried <laughs> it? It's really cheap. I've seen that around here. So I get that. So let me get one more thing. What is your, based on what you've learned as your vast knowledge of different stuff around the concession world? Mm-hmm. If you could have all that, like, you know, purple pancakes or whatever, what would be, like, your dream three things that you would have at, if you were hosting a Super Bowl party, like, I'd have, you know, I mean, as people talk about garlic fries from Safeco Field or whatever. I think it's or, San Francisco. They're in both places. <laughs> You're drunk on seltzer. So what would you, what would you bring, what would you bring to a Super what would you want at a party? Well. Or would you, or would you be like, I've learned a lot. It doesn't match up to Texas. Screw you. Brisket forever. I'm Hashtag pretty, yeah, forever. I'm pretty uncomplicated. It's, uh, the, the aforementioned Rotel dip, as I said, is undefeated and it's great. Um, I don't like a, I don't like a lot of layer dips, all right? I like a one layer dip. I'm telling you right now, I would put Rotel dip based on never having it and what you described. I would put Rotel dip against Buffalo chicken dip. Yes. And I think Buffalo chicken dip could win. Oh. I don't know about that. Yeah. Everything is Buffalo now. There's Everything is Buffalo. I don't understand it. It's because everything's either Buffalo or pumpkin. Or Sriracha. It, or Sriracha. It right. depends on where you are and what month it is. I think it's overdone. You think Buffalo is overdone? Yes. Well, then what's... How is Rotel Dip not overdone? It's just jalapenos. You never even heard of it. But you described it as just like you just said it's the simplest thing ever. Yeah, it's like... Dubious cheese. And you just talked about your go-to food was wings. If you took the meat off of a buffalo wing and made a dip out of it, I'm not so saying, you could eat it without looking like a freaking caveman. I'm not saying it's my go-to food. I'm saying if you're having a I'm party. I'm just telling you, your own, you are choking on the chicken bone of your own <laughs> words, and you are preaching Rotel Dip's demise. Right. That's not, though. It'll win. <laughs> I, would, I, would say we, I would say we would uh, find a way to put a vote on that. But my guess is that it would be whoever won, it would be like three to two, like total votes. Unless you unless you went to the roof and like blew that special like Texan longhorn horn oh. to call all don't mess with Texas yeah. people to the table. You know that happens. They're good at internet voting. You understand that to say don't mess with Texas though. Like usually if you actually don't want to mess with someone, you don't actually have to say it. Like the big guy in the room, he doesn't probably have to turn and say to you, don't mess with me. You probably know, all, by the way. It was an anti-litter campaign, okay, and it worked. <laughs> was it really? Yes. <laughs> it was don't mess with the state, like the beautiful oh, natural the, the pageantry, state. the beauty, right. the innocence. And it worked. Of the te- really? Yes, tremendously. Okay. And it, it, it gave birth to an amazing – Amazing airport T-shirt industry. That's true. From my experience in yes. Texas. All right. So, Dave Wilson, any final thoughts on Super Bowl food uh, before you tell me to go drink some seltzer and eat some pizza? Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, pace yourself and be careful. You know, it's a uh, as far as the Super Bowl goes, it's the Super Bowl of sick days on Monday. <laughs> It's and it's the Super Bowl of parties. It is. It's the Super Bowl of parties. It's the Super Bowl for pizza companies. No, I disagree. I will never believe that. Okay, Dave Wilson, thank you for your culinary knowledge. No problem.
Thank you. Remember to subscribe to Double Truck Stories podcast on the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks again, and we'll be back soon with more Double Truck Stories podcasts.